It's Neighborhood Conversation for Four States. 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. It's 8-11 at WFMD and WFMD.com. Ryan Hedrick with you and in for majority of the hour, Frederick County Council President Brad Young. Brad, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for joining me. So um, let's get into, uh, we're going to go heavy in a second, I promise, but I want to talk about the Orioles. You are a huge Orioles fan. The team is playing great baseball. Now they have, I, I think they've lost like four of their last seven series, but they've won seven of 10 games. So they're up and down. Up and down, but your thoughts because you've been going to games for a long time. I'll correct you and say I'm an Orioles fan. My wife is a huge Orioles fan, okay. and it's uh, more a a feeding her passion. You know, we, we each in, in a relationship you have your things that you enjoy to do, and my wife sure. loves the Orioles, so I try to. Um, you know, pacifier as much as possible to get the games. <laughs> she watches pretty much every game. If, if I get home from the meeting tonight from council, she'll have the game one watching it. I know they got a big series against Tampa Bay here, which will be uh, crucial for that lead, uh, leading uh, spot, not only in the division, but for the overall record in Major League Baseball. And so, yeah, we try to get a lot of games. We try to catch an away series somewhere every year. We've been to 20 five plus stadiums problem is every time we get there then they open another stadium we gotta go back we've been <laughs> right. three stadiums in atlanta three stadiums in dallas and so it, it's it's tough sometimes to keep up with them but they're a fun team to watch they're a young team you know i i hate watching these teams like the yankees and dodgers no disrespect to the yankee and dodger fans but they have unlimited payrolls that go out and spend these hundreds of millions of dollars and put together these uh, all-star teams and they sometimes win they sometimes don't it's a lot of fun when you watch a lot of young players who are playing because they love the game they haven't reached that pinnacle yet but the Orioles have the sweet spot for the next probably three to five years because at that point that's when all their rookie contracts come up and unfortunately Baltimore historically has not kept those players so we've got to enjoy these next three or four years, which are the benefit of about 10 stinky years when right. they're finishing at the bottom and getting all those draft picks. So they're, they're using the same model that Houston used, be bad for a long time, get a bunch of good players, hit your sweet spot, and then you probably have to start that process over again. And you would think they'd want to lock up Adley Rutschman, and I don't know if they're going to yeah. do that. He's been up for a year, and they're well over 500. They're clearly a different team yeah. with Adley behind home plate. Yeah, and, and I watched this uh, back when Manny Machado came up, and I, I think a lot of people know Manny actually uh, was dating my daughter for a while, hung out at the house. Him and Jonathan Scope would come over as they were moving up through the system. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, Manny Machado dated your daughter? Yeah, he used to hang out at the house, and uh, and both him and Jonathan Scope would come over and hang out. And so, But anyway, as, as he moved up, I, I never forget, and talking about my wife, we were sitting there, and the Orioles had a crappy third baseman. They yeah. didn't have a third baseman. And my wife's like, Manny, they're paying you all this money. I don't know why they don't move you up and put you on third. I know you're a shortstop, but you've got to be better than what we have here at third. And, and part of the deal is is that once you get moved up to the majors, then that clock starts ticking. Yep. So they were waiting. They didn't want to move him, but they finally moved him up. Then we know what happened. He did great at third base. And I told my wife, you should be a <laughs> general manager because you knew what move needed to be made there. But as we saw what happened then as Manny 
Manny's contract came up. You know, they ended up trading him to the Dodgers, uh, and then ultimately he signed with San Diego. And and that's what happens. You lose those big, big, big tight players from Baltimore because they won't pay him those contracts. And now he's making big, big money. So Brad Young's in studio. I promise we're going to get to politics, but love to pick his brain because he takes all kinds of, of Facebook pictures at Oriole Park at Camden Yard. So I know he's in the know about the birds. I did not know Manny Machado dated your daughter. Interesting. So we're going to talk about a number of things, including the sheriff's budget Mm -hmm. and some of the stuff you're doing with Mason Carter. I also want to get your thoughts on David Bass, who made some very controversial comments that I'm going to play, and then we'll get some context and and get Brad Young to weigh in on that. It is uh, 8.15 at WFMB if you have a comment for Brad. And uh, you want to be part of the show, 301-694-9363, 301-694-WFMD-816. Let's check sports. 930 WFMD. Sports. All right, the Orioles have a two-game series in Tampa tonight. And the good thing for the Birds, they're five back in the American League East. It's only June 20th, but here's the hit right here. They began yesterday tied with the Rangers for the second-best record in the American League, and they're five-and-a-half games ahead of... The Yankees, when's the last time we heard that? The bad news for the Orioles, they've lost two of four in terms of their series, but they've they've won seven of ten games, and they have a short two-game series against the Rays. They play at 7 o'clock tonight, first pitch. Meanwhile, the Reds are red hot. Pardon the pun, but the pun was intended. Joey Votto homered and hit a go-ahead two-run single in his return to the Reds lineup after a 10-month absence that followed a surgery, and the Reds had their longest winning streak this morning in a decade after beating the Rockies 5-4. That is sports. It is 8-16 at WFMD and WFMD.com. News 820 on WFMD, the Morning News Express. Ryan Hedrick in studio alone. The Morning Mayor, no Morning Mayor this morning. You're lucking out, Brad Young. No Morning Mayor. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He's, uh, Bob's having a good vacation. Uh, he probably is. All right, let's get right to David Bass. So David Bass is a school board member. He he is not the school board president, yeah, is he? Sue Johnson is. Okay, so David Bass sits on the school board, and he, he made some comments, and instead of kind of um, giving you paraphrasing his comments, I'm going to give you the full context. So here's David Bass at a meeting, and this happened actually six days ago today. Here's David Bass. I, I think I also want to briefly speak to... I... I Clearly, you know, I I only speak for myself in these board member comments. The amount, the amount of, the amount of prayer happening in this room is, it, it, it makes, I find it uncomfortable in, in a public school setting. And so whether you are trying to, um, protect trans students, or whether you are speaking against policy 443, I I would encourage folks to really think about, are there ways to make your points without, without public prayer? Thank you. What an ignorant comment, Brad, in my opinion. What an ignorant comment, a slap on the face to, to a slap in the face to people that 
are of faith, and I know you attend local churches, but did his comments catch you off guard? Well, you know, the first thing is you got you, you either love the First Amendment or you don't. Um, the, this, the segment of the meeting where David was speaking is what's called board member comments, and each board member is given three minutes. And generally what I would do is talk about things that I had been knowing in the community in regards to the school system, and I really always tried to kind of keep my personal politics out of that because I, I just didn't feel that was the appropriate appropriate place to do that. David had every right to say that just as people in public comment have every right to say what they want to say or if they want to pray. I probably wouldn't have said that, but I know David's a passionate person and David's a person that works in the faith community. He works at a synagogue here in Frederick and so I, I do know that faith is a part of his life and if, if he felt uncomfortable, he has the right to say that just as somebody else can say that they're uncomfortable with what he said, you have a right to say that so I, I he has every right to say it what have i said it probably not but that's that's his right that's the way he's chosen to approach the job and what he did and so i am not going to criticize him for saying it i wouldn't have said it uh, i wouldn't believe it because again i think everybody has the right if, if you want to come there and and you don't believe that a certain policy uh, fits in with your faith and you want to use your faith as the justification for stating why that policy didn't i think you have the right to do that do you think I think the Frederick County School is school district is doing its job in terms of educating students when there's so much distraction about emotional social learning and what people can identify with. And, and Brad, we have people identifying as furries. They're identifying as animals right. at, at the Frederick County School. That That's not education. Now, I, I do believe Frederick County Public Schools does a good job in trying to do its core mission, which is education. Now, we are in a society where there's so many things that are going on, and we're coming out of a pandemic where there are so many mental health issues and, and issues that were created by people not being in social settings and, and, and not having the proper support services that they needed. Uh, and so from that standpoint, I think it is a very tough environment to be an educator. I have great respect for our teachers and educators, the support staff that help these students every day. But there are a lot of students with a lot of problems. Uh, in regards to the furries, in Frederick County, that's not a recognized uh, uh, I don't even know what you would call it uh, state of being that you could be I, I have people come up and ask me are there litter boxes in schools I have asked that and been told absolutely what if not. you found out there were litter boxes it, there shouldn't be in schools there shouldn't be litter boxes I, I mean it's and, and my understanding is there are not and if there were I would say that that's not you know, something that the school should be providing from that standpoint. So it, it's there are lots of issues that are out there. And again, we all have um, our different view of faith and some have faith, some don't, I do. Uh, but I'm not going to judge somebody else based on their beliefs or non-beliefs. It is, you see why people are outraged over his comments, right? I, I can understand where people do find those comments offensive to their beliefs, but again, I, I don't believe that he stated they shouldn't have uh, faith, because I believe he does as well. Uh, I just think he felt it was uncomfortable to him having it being expressed in those meetings, and again, he has a right to express that. You can agree with it or disagree with it, 
again, I, I, I understand the way it works under under the rules in public comment. And this is true at our county council mm-hmm. meeting. If you want to come tell me to go to you-know-where or whatever, <laughs> you have the right to do that. Now, I might say respectfully, Ryan or whomever it might be, I'd, I'd prefer you not use that language because they're younger people and they're people listening. But ultimately, if you want to say those things, you have the right to do that. I know you guys were taking cues from the, the, the Maryland Board of Education overall during the pandemic, but, you know, we're starting to learn more about how ineffective the vaccines were. We're starting to learn about the totality of mental health issues that were perpetuated by the pandemic. As the school board president at that time, do you wish you would have taken a different stance and opened up the school sooner? Well, first off, I won't say we were taking cues. We were taking orders. That when the State Board of Education makes a ruling, you don't have a choice as a local school system but to follow it. In hindsight, looking back, yeah, there's many decisions that I and I think lots of others would have done differently. In Frederick County, we were one of the first school systems to get students back, not only for, uh, I, I remember taking the governor uh, out to the Career and Technology Center because I said these kids cannot virtually learn how to fix a car or how to be a nurse. They need to be there in person. We were the first school system that got them back in to actual hands-on learning. We were the first school system to get kids back in sports and extracurricular activities. And I took a lot of criticism for that. So from that standpoint, we were one of the first schools to unmask. We were we, we were ahead of a lot of the other school systems. Hat should have been earlier, I think, in retrospect. Absolutely. And I wish we would have. It, again, it's always easier to Monday morning quarterback. We'll go back to sports when you have what has happened and you can see where it's at to say, all right, yeah, I would have done things differently. There are lots of things that I and I think many people would have done differently if we knew what we know now. 827 at WFMD, Brad Young in studio for the next uh, about 30 minutes. So if you have a comment or a text for Brad, 301-694-9363, 301-694-WFMD828. Stevie Wonder, 834 WFMD. What a brilliant musician that guy was. I remember seeing him at the House of Blues in L.A. What just an incredible... Talk about senses. When you can't see, what are you going to do? Anyway, I just think about that because we're uh, coming back to I Do, Stevie Wonder. 834 WFMD, Frederick County Council President Brad Young is in the studio. We're having a conversation off here about Ajay Hill the founder of I Believe in Me, and I've had Ajay on my public affairs show, and I found him to be intriguing. Of course, he spent nearly a decade in federal prison, and he's overcome that, which is no small feat getting out. Often people are institutionalized when they come out, and you've mentored him, and you've been public about your support for him. My criticism of the whole foundation, and, and this is not a criticism on Ajay directly. It's a criticism of the way the system works. When federal funds are used to support nonprofit organizations, federal funds, namely COVID funds, that's where I kind of was inquisitive about that. And I didn't mean to take a shot at him, but I think, Brad, we have misspent COVID funds 
funds that were that should be used for businesses that went out of business because the government shows winners and losers. Instead, we're using funds for things to buy vans like for nonprofits. Well, first off, I would say I'm incredibly proud of IJ and what he's done in turning himself around and, and being a productive member of society, but more importantly, in mentoring young people to take a different path than he did. He, he's built an organization which is only about six years old, and, and when you look in the nonprofit world, to get to where he's gotten in six years is, is very incredible. Uh, and he's raised a lot of money um, from the community based on the efforts and the thing and the results that he's shown uh, of working with these young people and helping them. Now, in regards to the van, uh, you know, the federal government put all this money out here for COVID and said, all right, these are things that we can do to help correct it. And one of the, the, the reasons that the van was there is that because of COVID, you know, these kids need to get from point A to point B or to get from their school to program. And one of the allowable reasons under COVID to do that was to be able to use those funds to provide organizations to get transportation. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm not going to, you can argue right or wrong whether that should be it. But as an organization, and, and I'll, I'll be transparent, I'm on the board of I Believe in Me, mm -hmm. and if there's an opportunity for funds that are in a legitimate reason, which they've determined it is, and the van was, then I think that that's acceptable. Now, again, the overarching is should it be there at all? Yeah, I can argue that, you know, maybe the government shouldn't be doing that. But if it's there, IJ has every right and is deserving of getting it just as much as any other organization. All right, 842 at WFMB more with uh, Frederick County Council President Brad Young. Kind enough to join us on this uh, Tuesday morning. It's humid outside, 70 on top of Roefield Road right now. All right, let's talk about Frederick County Council, um, Frederick County Executive, rather, Jessica Fitzwater. Not used to saying that at all. She goes from music school teacher. She was a council uh, board member, and now she's the county executive. And I believe the teachers organization got her up uh, to a point where she surpassed Michael um, uh, Huff. Huff. Yeah, right. I almost called him Michael Hughes. Anyway, so she talks about inclusion and belonging being like the focal point of her administration. What does that mean? Well, you know, I, I think it has different meanings to different people. Obviously, it means being inclusive of trying to have a an administration and a workforce that's representative of our community. And I believe that certainly was a goal when I was on the board at Frederick County Public Schools, uh, when you want your governments to look like what your community looks like. But most importantly, what you want is that everybody in the community feels like they're represented uh, and that they have folks that are there that that care about the issues that are important to them. So I, I know that that's a lot about what the focus is there, is making sure that people feel like they have a voice in government. Do you agree with her having a, a detail from the sheriff's office? Well, again, this is not a full-time detail. My understanding is that that detail is for... Uh, it, it, joining her at events where they feel like there might be enhanced security needs. Uh, unfortunately, I, I've been one that has received threats in my role on the school board. I never asked for 
protection for them. Now, certainly, I had one time when I literally had the sheriff's number. I was getting ready to press dial because my car had almost been hit twice and I was being followed home. Fortunately, the car pulled off before I made that call. So I do understand that being in office represents risks, and certainly uh, she deserves, as any any official deserves, to be protected if that is an issue. So having a division that, that's there that can be caught up when there might be a potential uh, event where there could be security issues, I think is appropriate. Uh, again, my understanding is it's used on a very limited basis. How all in is the Frederick County government with climate change? You know, I that that's yet to be seen. We obviously have a new council, and we haven't dealt with issues uh, to do with that yet as a new council, and nor has uh, the new county executive. Obviously, she put out her transition report, which dealt with some of that. Uh, you know, certainly the climate is important, and our environment are extremely important, and it's an issue uh, that is important to me. Uh, and, and we need to look at that. If you look at just the past couple of years, we've had uh, rain events that were, you know, one in 2,000 year type of events. And we need to make sure that we're prepared for them and do things. Uh, I give my dad a ton of credit for being a visionary with that. You know, it, you go down to a live at five in downtown and see all the great things and people take for granted that that's just there. That came from a flood control project. That stuff would not be there and would not happen without the vision of putting in the Carroll Creek Linear Park uh, project, which cost hundreds of millions of dollars, sure. which I think has returned billions. Of course. But when you look at your father, okay, this proves my point because your father was the epitome of human adaption. Yeah. So people adapt, right? They right. innovate, they create, and that's exactly what he did. He put the wires underneath the ground. He closed down Market Street at the time. He took a lot of crap for it, but it's paying dividends, right, for years right. and years and years. And you're right. It, it has enhanced the economy and the fluidity of downtown. When you look at the Carroll Creek Project, another example, this was not something that he did not foresee. He, he knew there was going to be problems, but he adapted. He got it done. That's what I think the problem with climate change is. If we can keep spending taxpayer money to cool the planet a couple of degrees, all we're going to do is drive good people out of Frederick County. If we adapt like humans do, then I think we stand a better chance at finding solutions to, yeah, climate change is a big deal, but so is crime. Crime is right. up 30% in Frederick County. Have we issued a public safety alert on MS-13? No, we haven't. So I think we need to find a balance at some point, Brad. Yeah, obviously you, you have to have a uh, uh, community where people feel safe to go out, and, and crimes are up in certain areas, and I, uh, again, I don't know all the statistics from the city, but I, I believe, and I was just at an event this past Saturday with the sheriff, and in the county, he stated we're one of the safest counties uh, around and again law enforcement is a big part of that I come from a, a number of law enforcement officers in my family from my brother-in-law to my son-in-law to my wife's grandfather law enforcement is an important aspect of having a safe community and and so you look at some of the communities that have tried to go away from law enforcement and now they're coming back to it. Right. As an example, in the school system, we have a great SRO program in Frederick County, mm -hmm. 
Montgomery County scrapped theirs and they quickly brought back sure. something. It's because it's something dumb to take police out of schools, Brad. It is dumb to take police out of schools. And there were three school board members that wanted SROs out of schools in Frederick County. I, I'm not aware that there were three. I, I had to go. I, I, I know that it's been an issue with some. Uh, it never was an issue with me. Uh, I've always had a great relationship with our SROs and with our sheriff and working with those SROs because they have played a critical role in keeping our schools safe, not only for our students, but for our staff, for our visitors, and for our community. What are they saying behind the scenes about Frederick County Sheriff Chuck Jenkins? What do they want to, I'm talking about your party now, the Democrat Party, what do they want the end to look like for Sheriff Jenkins? You know, I don't know that, and I've seen the sheriff several times over the last week, and I know he's got a long road ahead of him. I'm from the standpoint of let the process do its thing. He has a good legal representation, and we need to go through that process. Obviously, there were folks that called for him to step aside. I, I think you need to let the process work. He was elected by the people five times, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe he has the right to defend uh, himself and, and find out whether or not uh, he committed a crime. And if he did, he should go. If he didn't, then that's you know speaks for itself as well. So uh, I, what I don't want to do is see the community tie the sheriff's issues with with switching from a sheriff's department to a county police department. And I know that's been a discussion, and I think they're two totally separate issues, and we have to pull them apart. All right. Uh, Brad, I appreciate your time. We have to go for Pet of the Week in traffic. We're up against the clock, and I know you have to be somewhere. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. All right. Brad Young uh, joining us and even brought me some coffee. appreciate that, Brad. And go Orioles tonight in Tampa, 849 at WFMD.